No, you know, that was not rehearsed. Ha? Except when I found out, I was really like, oh my God! <laughs> Wake Up with Jim and Sab is exclusively on Spotify. And if you want to start your own podcast, you can check out anchor.fm. If you love the pod and you want to support us, make sure you follow us on Spotify. Also, you can tag us on Instagram and Twitter at Wake Up with Jim and Sab. Um, in the humble beginnings of my company, you went to my oh. shitty office, which is a which was a fire hazard. Um, oh. It was situated above a shopau house. You went there, and we were oh my god, pumunta dito si Karen Davila. Oh no! I oh, hope no. wala ko sinabing weird. <laughs> no, actually, um, and we have a picture, and yeah. we actually, and it's it was so big for my business that you featured us. Oh, thank and, you. But and, why did I go there? I interviewed you. Yes. Was it for Head Start? No, no, no. For my puhunan. My puhunan. I praise God. Yes. Ang dami ko mga business na interview sa may puhunan. Yes. And uh, na natutuwa. <laughs> yeah, I just yeah. wanted to say that and uh, oh, thank yeah. you. Thank yeah. you for featuring our company. Yeah, and also speaking of uh Head Start, congratulations on your win. You just won. I thank you. Best <laughs> thank you. But yes. wait, are we starting? You have to tell me when we're starting. I, yes, we're starting. Oh my god. <laughs> Okay, we're starting na pala. So, can I greet you guys first? Sure. sure. Right? Yeah. Uh, um, to, to the, is it right for me to say, to Jim and Sab? Yes. Hello. Yes. Hello. Yes. So, thank you for having me. Thank you for having me, guys. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. I can't believe it. Oh my gosh, Miss Karen, your voice is so iconic. I can't believe you're saying hi to Jim and Sab. I, oh my I'm going to cry. I'm um, okay. Yes, our pod kids, that's, that's what we call our podcast listeners. Um, they are so excited to be hearing from you today. Again, congratulations on your win. You just won um, Best News or Current Affairs Presenter or Anchor for the Asian Academy Creative Awards. And that's how do you feel winning that? Well, um, I'm really grateful, I'm ecstatic, and let me just put it in perspective, that's winning the national levels. So there's still the regional competition that I do pray, you know, I get lucky there if that's God's will. I've surrendered everything to the Lord. And I think the reason this is special to me, because I've been doing Head Start, it's a talk show on ANC that I do for now 11 years. Mm -hmm. And to be recognized for the work I do in Head Start is special to me because I've been so committed to Head Start. I've had highs and lows, good days and bad days. You know, when you're doing something for many years, and you would know this with your father, and even a gym with a business, is it's not perfect every day, right? So the battle is really to stay resilient and to be determined to keep on going. Because it's easy to be successful, let's say, for example, if you're like, um, how do you call that? A one-hit wonder. One mm. movie hit. Yeah. But the challenge is really how do you consistently be excellent in what you do for the rest of your life? Uh, this is a marathon, right? It's not a sprint. Mm. So that's how I see my career. So when I started to now, I'm 50 years old. It's a marathon of excellence and learning. Love it. Wow, so you, do you think you've cracked the code for running a life of excellence? You know, I love that you ask that. Um, 
The life of excellence is a choice to do your best every single day. One of my favorite books is actually, I wish I brought it with me, but it's The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. Have you heard of that book? Actually, I don't think so, I have. You Four have or not yet? I don't think uh, I have. It's quite famous. It's quite famous because uh, Oprah, this is one of Oprah's favorite books. Mm. So I was much younger and then I saw it on her show. And the four agreements essentially uh, talk about agreements that you make with yourself so that you approach life in uh, it's a guide to personal freedom, so to speak. And uh, the first agreement, for example, so I opened it here because I've read the book. The first agreement is do your best at that point in time. So let's say if you're sick today, then your best won't be that great compared to yesterday. Mm -hmm. But then you have an internal decision to do your best. Mm -hmm. And I think for millennials today and the younger generation, it just means essentially that whatever assignment or task you have at hand. So let's say, uh, Sab, you're taking care of your kids. Let's say, then you do your best at that moment in time. And then if you move to your podcast, you do your best at that moment in time. Mm. So I think that's the secret that I've actually lived with, which is why I'm able to do so many things in my career. You have to take each assignment on its own and you give 100, 200% at that moment in time. One is not lesser than the other. Mm -hmm. And another one is don't take things personally. So that's much harder but when I was starting off in my career, I would realize that if somebody insulted me or screamed at me, you know, many times we think it's about us when really it's about them. It's how they feel about you or what they think, um, how they were brought up or how their mind is conditioned. And we sometimes often think everything is about us. Mm -hmm. And that causes a lot of problems that hinder you from being successful. Mm -hmm. Right. And there are two more. And I have to say, I can't remember it now because I read the book a long time ago. But those are two important aspects of the four agreements, which is an easy read. OK. OK. Noted. That's going to be on my yeah, to read that's a list. Good read. <laughs> oh, my yeah. gosh. OK. Um, well, Miss Karen, thank you for that. I mean, we've learned so much in like, what, five minutes. Mm. <laughs> um, but I'd like to take this opportunity to greet you. An advanced happy birthday because I think the whole oh, country you. knows <laughs> that your birthday is on November 21. Thank because, you. Because of that uh, because viral of the video. Blog. <laughs> because of that viral clip um, with Laika Gairanod where you just reacted like, oh, did you, can you say it, please? <laughs> no, you know, that was not rehearsed. Like, except when I found out, I was really like, oh my God. <laughs> Liar. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's November 23. November 23. <laughs> It's oh my yeah. God! <laughs> okay, do you know ka birthday mo si Lance Gokongwe? Oh, okay. And also, uh, Miley Cyrus. <laughs> oh my God, okay. But you see, I mean, that, that was such a regular reaction for me. So, no, I, I mean, it's so surprising that if you're interviewing someone and just, it's so random. <laughs> that it's like, when's your birthday? And then you end up having the same birthday. Yeah. It's so shocking because it's so rare. Yes. It's not as common as like, where do you go to school? I went to Ateneo. Oh, okay. Uh -huh. Really, right? Yeah. But having exactly the same birthday as someone. <laughs> that was that was really funny. And so everyone's saying like Scorpio season is coming. So you are a Scorpio. 
right? And I'm a Scorpio, but a bit of a cusp. Uh, You're a Sagittarius, yes. but you are a pure one. Yes. Because you come in early with the Sagittarius. Cusp is 22 ba? 21, yes. 22? Yes. Uh -oh. yes. So oh. I do have both qualities. But yeah, I see the Scorpio in me and a bit of the Sagittarius in me. Are you into astrology? You know, I'll be honest with you. I really was. I mean, um, I read a lot of astrology because I do think a lot of it is accurate. It is a science. But then when I became a born-again Christian, I've been a born-again Christian since I was in my early 20s, but I've been delinquent all my life, as I like to say, which means I accepted Christ, but you know what? I was doing my own thing. And then recently, um, before the closure of ABS-CBN, I think this is how God prepared me and how God sometimes prepares us for things. And we don't know. I started attending a Bible study, maybe two years before that or a year and a half, and I was just so committed to it. Mm. And then I realized that, I don't know, I guess my heart was already ready to really, you know, be a serious Christian. And what I mean by that, I don't mean religious in mm. any way, but to really live a surrendered life to Christ. Mm. Yeah. Oh, well, wow. <laughs> I think, no, I, I, honestly, I, I'd like to share that um, we have that same sentiment that um, yes. we grew up with very religious, we both grew up in Catholic schools that were, yes, and we, yes. like, we like having that clear differentiation between religion and faith. You know, Absolutely. So, Spirituality. Um, we, it's one thing yes. to, parang the rules na parang every Sunday, you must go, you must go, yes, or you're gonna go to agree. hell. And then it's another thing to actually live Christ-like um, through His, parang be inspired by His work. <laughs> you, said, you said it so well, Sam. <laughs> you said it so well. <laughs> this is a spirituality podcast. Actually, I just wanted to ask, actually, since we're talking about, you know, um, living uh, life like a marathon, right? Um, I would, I'd like to ask, like, the world turned upside down a year and six, seven months ago. Um, and I think uh, on top of that, the the change of the media landscape, you know, exponentially changed even more. It became radically different. The mm -hmm. and the ABS closure, every all these things. So Absolutely. I I just wanted to ask, like, what was your mindset in such a you know, in, in such like the world changing and your pr mm -hmm. professional, um, you know, the the your industry changing so quickly and, and aggressively, like what was your mindset and like how did you manage? Well, I've been, uh, first of all, I've been a broadcast journalist for 28 years. So I started when I was 23. So I started in GMA7, then ABS-CBN for 21 years. So needless to say, all I know is the broadcast medium, meaning TV and radio. Mm. That's my training as a broadcast journalist. So I've I'm, I, I can produce, I research, I interview, I edit. It's the whole works. Mm -hmm. And I, I did, I, I've always had some kind of social media, mm -hmm. but not in the sense of really understanding just how the platform has evolved into its own entity, so to speak. I always saw social media as like a side mm -hmm. of TV, right? Mm -hmm. So I was doing TV. Oh, yes, I have Instagram. I was doing TV. Oh, yes, I had Facebook, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So the closure of ABS, one thing, I, I think, um, it was a very painful experience. I, I feel it's unjust. 
it it hurts many of us until today, but it was also a humbling experience. I think in any closure, in any kind of um, a change in a system, there's cleansing involved. So as a company, I do know that ABS-CBN went through its own kind of cleansing, just as I did in my own personal life. Mm -hmm. So when something like that happens with the shutdown of ABS-CBN, where we all got a pay cut, some of the shows I was doing was actually taken off air, you start to look at life in a different point of view. So you start I started being so grateful for the things that I had left. So you start to see life with a different set of lens, right? That's one. And I started to realize that it was okay not to be too busy all the time. Of course, that was during the beginning of the pandemic. I think now many people will, will say they're more tired. Mm. I'm sure you are. For some reason, mm -hmm. you can't explain, right? Mm -hmm. Because there's no structure. So, you know, you being tired just moves from this hour to the next. It's like the whole day. Mm. But um, with me, because there was a change in my schedule, I was able to do more quiet time, devotional time. And that really helped me find, I guess, a more centered, calmer person. And so other than the cleansing and the humility to face changes, the uh, state of gracefulness, that the gratefulness that I've had, always telling the Lord every day that, Lord, thank you, I'm still working. Thank you, I'm still able to do the work that you've put me here to do. Thank you, none of us are sick. Thank you, we're all alive. Is I think it was the force of facing my fears with a new medium. Mm -hmm. So it was Kuya Kimatienza who said five months ago, Karen, you need to do YouTube. Mm -hmm. Open your Facebook again. Mm -hmm. So I had Facebook before and after the 2016 elections, when I moderated the presidential forum yeah. with Duterte then who was mayor, I got so much online hate for mm -hmm. the questions that were asked that I actually shut down my Facebook. I couldn't, there was, there wasn't a term, there weren't, there weren't terms like trolls mm -hmm. that didn't exist in 2016. You didn't understand what they were, right? Mm -hmm. So it was like, where is all this coming from? People wanted me raped, killed, telling me, kaya autistic anak mo, mamatay ka, gagang rape kita pag nakita kita. It was just, violent and and scary so i shut down my facebook for five years five six years my facebook page and so when abs-cbn shut down kuya kim told me you know you need to start again karen you need to face your fears and just do it so i opened my facebook and um and uh, i started youtube and he directed me to a team that would guide me in what I can do because I can't vlog in the truest sense of the word, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Because I'm a journalist. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to take advantage of YouTube, the platform, and put out content that would still show I'm a journalist, but it was the lighter side of me. Mm -hmm. And that's what I do in my YouTube. So I interview people. 
So one of these days, I'll go to your house. Oh. You have no excuse to say no. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. And and um, I, I show a different side of people and I I let them leave my YouTube with a Bible verse um, that actually it, it makes me want to show people that the Bible is more grounded than you think. Right. So in anybody's story, I related to a verse and people often get shocked. I, oh, nga, ako yan. Or I can relate to that. So then I feel it starts to bring people closer to wanting to find their spiritual life. Mm. And with my Facebook, because I was asking God, and I hope I don't bore you by talking oh, about no. this. I was asking God, what do I do with my Facebook? So Kim said, Karen, with your newfound, your renewed faith, you should go online and just do a devotional every other day and talk about it practically, how it relates to you. Mm -hmm. So that's a, a, a calling I've found on Facebook is I read a part of a devotional from Joyce Meyer, which is being thankful every day. But then I relate it to something so simple in people's lives. Mm -hmm. So, for example, I say stuff like when God asks you to control your tongue, for example. Mm -hmm. So I say, oh, ilan sa inyo dyan? Kunwari, Kristiyano kayo, pero ang unang aatupagin, chismis. <laughs> or kapag may kaibigan kang kausap, puro nega ang topic. <laughs> or sasabihin mo, kristyano ka, pero puro super nagger ka kay miss sa asawa. <laughs> so then I'm surprised that people on Facebook suddenly realize, oh, nako, Miss Karen, guilty ako dyan. Yan pala ang meaning nun. <laughs> Because, you know, they end up always thinking that you need to be in church or mm -hmm. the Bible is just meant for church. It's not real life. It's not practical, but, but that's a lie. Mm -hmm. Right. So I enjoy doing that. I'm, I'm going to do after our taping. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. So you do I'll that do every my day. Afternoons. No, I do it every other day now, but I adjust on the time because of meetings, etc. Wow, that's oh, amazing. That's, that's a great nice. way to reinvent your yourself and your ano. This is I so, was gonna tell you, and then I did a podcast. So I oh, just yes. did a six yeah. series podcast to to try it out. Mm. How did you like it? And I loved it, but I'll, I have to tell you, a podcast is a commitment. Mm. Yeah. So I respect what you guys do and everybody that does podcasts. It's almost similar to me doing a radio show in ABS before. Mm. I did one that was daily, DZMM Pasada sa Istrenta. Naabutan pa yan ng dad mo siguro. Naabutan ko naman ata yun. Naabutan mo, 4.30pm, pag nasa sasakyan, right? And because I we don't do radio anymore. I tried the podcast. I love it. Maybe yes. at one of these days, I'll go back. Oh my gosh. Mm. Oh, that's so <laughs> exciting. Um, so you were talking about you going from a journalist to kind of a vlogger about on YouTube. Yes. And I mean, I, ho I hope you don't mind. I'm going to ask you something that could be considered controversial. Um, but there are some influencers who... Uh, are, con are, are covering controversial topics and then there are yeah. people who are saying na parang well ni naman sa journalist so okay lang naman yon uh, what what do mm -hmm. you think about that na parang do are are influencers or vloggers uh are they parang may responsibility pa rin ba sila to 
um, mm. share what is the whole truth? Or is mm. it okay that Mm-mm. you just share no chikahan, aganon, mm. puff piece? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm so happy you asked me that question and the answer may not be popular to everyone because I did think about this for a long period of time. But the essence of a democracy is essentially hearing different points of view. That's one. People are entitled to their own opinions, but they're not not their own set of facts, right? But the difference is YouTube has democratized television. Unlike in the past where you had a terrestrial network and the network would be gatekeepers of information, which is not to say networks are the best gatekeepers of information, but it was just how the system was made, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even if that's the case in the United States, you would see that, let's say, Fox News was pro-Trump. Mm-hmm. And a lot of their news would veer towards what they believe Trump did right or if there was... One particular event, let's say Fox News would interpret it differently from CNN International, which was the liberal media, so to speak, or Mm -hmm. pro the Democratic Party, whatnot. So in a democratic society, you are bound to hear different voices. And that's the way it should be. Now, vloggers are not journalists, so I honestly believe it is not fair to expect the same discipline in terms of asking questions from vloggers. Mm -hmm. It's not wrong or right. It's just the way it is. You know, to be a broadcast journalist, it's long years of training when you need to, let's say, challenge an interviewee, Mm -hmm. wherein sometimes I do a great job at it, but I'll be the first to tell you sometimes my bosses aren't happy. They'll say I could have done more challenging. Mm. So this is this is um this is a discipline that you continue to grow in as you get older. It's like wine. Mm. You, you know, you get better with age, right? Mm. But the dis the, the, the difference with journalism is there's a discipline for you to verify information, vet information, and correct misinformation. Mm. Yeah. Unfortunately, in the United States, would you believe there are right-wing networks and certain networks that would also allow this information to prosper? Yeah. Because it's their point of view. So I think, I think the responsibility, number one, for the right information goes for all of us. I mean, whether you're a journalist or a vlogger, is you will have vloggers with a certain point of view, and that's fine. But the question is, what is everybody else doing to make sure the information is correct? Mm-hmm. I think that's one. Because to keep pinning a person for... A point of view is undemocratic by nature. Do you understand? Yes. Because in a democracy is, I mean, not all liberties are allowed, but the right to free speech is a sacred right. Mm -hmm. And the idea of a democracy is you will protect someone's right to speak, even if you disagree with that. Mm -hmm. The basic right alone 
if you're really a Democrat by heart, like meaning not a party, but you believe in democracy by heart, is you will protect someone's right to speak even if you disagree with what that person is saying. Well, speaking your of job, that, sorry, speaking of yeah, that, and your Ms. job, I go, go ahead, go ahead, is sir. in a way to correct it or to make sure it's corrected if you believe um, that it was wrong or there should be another point of view. Speaking of that, Miss Karen, um, I'm sure you have interviewed a lot of people. Yeah. Who disagreed with? Um, mm. I admire you for keeping your composure. I think I'm, that's just you have a lot of grace in you. Um, Thank you. Ano ba yung, you want to ask a question? No, go. Uh, okay. Uh, ano yung, you don't have to name names, but parang worst. Can you just tell us a story about like the worst interviewee? Na parang gusto mo nang mag-explode, mag-face basically where like why they go in on air. Basically, you needed an extra juice of the Holy Spirit. Yes, you had to, <laughs> yeah. to call on the Actually, Lord. I love that you asked that question, and and of course I don't want to um, name anyone because it, it's not fair. Uh, but rather than give you one person, I'll, I'd like to share an experience in my life. No, so. In Head Start, I was, um, it's, I'm always known for asking tough questions or getting direct to the point. But I, I do have to admit, and I do hope I'm not judged for this, that when the franchise of ABS-CBN was hanging by a thread, and I'm human, um, I, I did battle with a lot of, I guess, um, I did battle with a lot of questions and it, it for, for a while, you know, um, you'd, I, I mean, not others, I'm just talking about me on how should I treat this interviewee, for example, should I go hardcore or, or hard news when, let's say, we were viewed as so anti-government mm. and then I get on the reverse of wanting to prove we are not. Mm -hmm. So you, you go through that kind of personal crisis too. I don't know if um, other journalists do that, but I, I think when you work every day, you're always fighting it out to be truthful, to keep your integrity and striking a balance. I've never had a moment yet in time where people drove me crazy mm -hmm. that I wanted to leave. I think time builds you resilience for that. But I'm the first to say also that I look back and there were many interviews I feel I could have handled better or I could have been better at it. And um, there are times I loved what my work, but there are times I hated what I did too. And I, I think that's part of excellence is it's an attitude of constantly... It's, it's humility too. You know, the problem with many journalists too is sheer arrogance mm. where they think, oh my God, I'm so great. Mm. I'm so great at asking this, 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 this. And you no longer have room to think, oh wow, I could have done that better. Mm. Uh, um, as a follow-up, actually, question to that. Um, I wanted to ask like, 
you've you've interviewed a ton of people and you are at the front line of all these historical events in assholes. That's true. That's true. Um I wanted to ask, like, do you think um Prior, I know that right now you, you feel like you have a renewed sense of spirituality. and uh, But do you think that there was ever a time that your hope in humanity and your hope in um, the, the betterment of this country was being diminished? Hey Podkids, sorry Bitin. That was part one of our conversation with Karen Davila. Part two will be out soon. Make sure you press follow on Spotify so... You'd be the first to know once the episode is out. Also, hope you guys can check out Makinig Kamuna, our newest podcast and Spotify original. It's Malibag 2.0. Letter senders share their life's problems and concerns. We give our advice and stormbreakers, and we curate a playlist specifically for them. Makinig Kamuna on Spotify.